Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about the Tier 3 Reckoning that they added this last week, and uh, I'm going to give good and bad here on the content. I'm not actually that thrilled with it, but we're going to talk about why. Give me a chance here. I know I've been critical lately. I do have good things to say about Reckoning 3, so stick around for the whole video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now on twitch.tv slash rage. I typically have these going live whenever I am live, uh, so come on in and join the conversation if you don't catch me live just click that follow button on my twitch channel that way you don't miss out on the content thank you for 16 months denial error i want to talk about firstly it's like a mini raid layer i want to talk about that it's like a mini raid layer secondly i want to talk about who is the audience for this content that is a concern that i have and then i want to end by talking about lingering issues lingering issues so first let's just say what needs to be said is that this is basically a mini raid layer and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but i do think given that is a central piece to the content and a central piece to the grind for gambit prime armor and it has matchmaking it being like a mini raid layer i think is posing a little bit of a problem for accessibility it felt like two small pieces of a raid i actually love the idea behind the content the speed killing the enemies rapidly moving rapidly on the bridge i especially enjoyed the nights in the dark area especially once uh once blackout wasn't on i liked it quite a bit I actually think logistically the content has a lot of good things about it and those that were kind of wanting a raid I think are kind of getting one in this content. I don't think you're you're without raid level content this time around. I actually do think you're getting it. It's not a six man activity, it's a four man activity. So I enjoyed the intensity and the flow. However, Facing Oryx again isn't enough to really make me want to keep playing this content. I did enjoy that too, facing him again, hearing his sound cues, having him move around. I think I still think he's one of the best, uh, one of the best protagonists. Uh, I'm sorry, antagonists in all of Destiny. I love his look and his feel, and it was really, really neat to face him again. So I've definitely appreciated that element of the content, but. As far as it being like a raid or a raid layer, I don't know if that's enough to really make this content land on the community at large. And let me explain what I mean. In this middle section, I want to talk about who is this who is this content for? Who, who is this content for? That's really the big question that I have. I can't quite put my finger on who they designed this content for. I really, I really and truly can't. I'm not sure if it's designed for hardcore players. It doesn't feel like content for hardcore players because it's very, very narrow accessible first you really really have to run specific builds it's not like a raid where good team comp and a good mastery of the mechanics is going to have you coming away victorious it's very much dependent on certain exotics if you don't have a rig's tether if you don't have a skull of the dire ahamkara for nova or a or a phoenix protocol well of radiance it's very much dependent on those abilities titans are kind of left out in the cold honestly in this content it is not very friendly to them at all and i think that's one of the reasons i'm curious who this content is aimed at it's four players and it's match made but then it's basically i i think it's actually harder than some than a lot of the raid encounters it's way easier to fail this content than a lot of the raid encounters in the raids that we have up to this point and it's attached to gambit so there's like there's layers of confusion with this content narrowly accessible with respect to exotics being an important a hugely important factor the reward structure is confusing because half of the reward structure the armor the actual intentional grind in season of the drifter is for one game mode 
Gambit Prime, and I know people are like, well, Tier 3 armor has enhanced perks. Okay, that's kind of nice, but if you're not interested in Gambit Prime, or you're missing exotics, they're they're not just making the content narrow because it's difficult, but narrow because of how it's designed and the incentive structure. Now, it is good to see that the guns are dropping at a slightly higher rate, but the thematic confusion of the content makes me not really want to play it, and the fact that Nightfalls don't have matchmaking, and this does, I think is a bit of an insult to the community as they've been asking for matchmaking in Nightfalls for a really long time. People want matchmaking in Nightfalls because they want to chase that, you know, those those strike-specific pieces of gear, and they're unable to do so because there's no matchmaking. They're just kind of left out in the cold, and I think that's a significant mistake. The other thing I want to say about this content is failure almost always comes from something very, very cheesy. I don't feel like I fail because somebody messed up a mechanic or we did something wrong. We were consistently failing just today because of stomps. The enemies just stomp you into walls, stomp you and you go flying off. I've been stomped by enemies before they even spawn. They literally spawn, and before you can even see them, you can get stomped off of the bridge. And someone said, well, it's bridge. It should be naturally kind of a pain point of frustration that you're going to get thrown off. And I said, okay, well, why not do something that's preventable then? You could do like those fallen grenades that bounce up and suppress you. What if they did that, but instead of suppressing you, those fallen grenades bounced up, and then they were almost like a... A, an impact grenade that could shove you off of the platform. That could be something that is manageable, preventable, that's a mechanic that you can engage with, that as long as you're doing your job, isn't going to knock you off. Right now, there are there are literally layers of frustration with respect to how it's designed like if you don't have exotics there are layers of incentivization problems because the actual incentives are split basically with gambit prime and then there's a low drop rate on the guns and once you get over all those hurdles the content itself is executed pretty poorly because you actually have a five second window to not fail we tested it today every time it hit 100 we ran as fast as we could to the next one went to the next one went to the next one when we got to the very end and satisfied it we had five to six seconds left that means you have a five to six second window for mistakes in an environment where you can get stomped right off and when that happens you're done you fail because you need again it's compounding itself right you need well you need tether if if one of those people dies to stomp which is really really easy to have happen you're basically dead in the water because they're using perks like they're using modifiers like glass and they're using modifiers like uh, what is it the, the other one blackout now they've admitted glass isn't very good and they're going to be getting rid of it and they're going to be using um, prism more often and that's actually pretty exciting because I loved uh, prism and I think when used properly it's actually really really fun and I know what people are going to say it's supposed to be hard Lono it's supposed to be hear me out and hear what I'm saying okay again the question I'm asking is who is this content for Think about all the things I just outlined. Half of the gear is for Gambit Prime, so if you don't like Gambit Prime, you don't really have a reason to go in. It's match-made, narrowly accessible due to exotics being required, easy to fail because of stomp mechanics and having a five to six second window for failure. Who? Who is this designed for? I joked and said it feels like it's designed for Redeem. It doesn't feel like it's designed for anybody else other than super stacked speedrunning teams. And they're like, well, we asked for this. We asked for challenging endgame content. Listen, I don't know who you're talking about when you say that. Content loop needs to be fun, accessible, and repeatable. And then you have sprinkles of harder content like raids. But even raids aren't this frustratingly difficult. They're also not dissonant with respect to their reward structure. When you run a raid, you get raid gear. When you fail a raid, 
grade, you know why. And this, you fail because of a stomp mechanic. Some some stupid enemy just bouncing you back, and you have a five-second window for failure. So I think at a ground level, they had a great idea, and the execution and the reward structure is arguably terrible. It's not good. It's not fun. I bounced. I was like, I'm not suffering through this. It just isn't fun. I love fighting orcs again. I love the chance of getting new guns, but the content isn't fun for people like myself and the guys I was playing with that consistently run raids and endgame content. We weren't enjoying ourselves. Lastly, let's talk about lingering issues. If you can get over everything I just talked about, there are still lingering issues. Ammo economy is insanely inconsistent. I'll have purple and and green ammo the whole way to the end, and as soon as we get into the room, as soon as we get into the the place with Oryx, suddenly I can't get ammo to drop on the ground at all, so you feel like you have to run taken armaments. Another narrow solution to a problem that they still haven't fixed. Ammo economy seems ridiculously broken. The lack of agency and grind leveling, it actually makes us feel grueling. We literally had a player who couldn't even play with us. He was grinding with us the day that it came out, and he couldn't get to 680 because of the leveling, because of the grind. He couldn't level up. I squeaked into the 686 delta, which made the content a little bit easier. I wasn't seeing swords. I wasn't below the delta of the content because it gets up to the 90s near the end, 690. I squeaked into that delta instead of being down in the low 680s. So that was also a lingering issue. It's like you launch content that if people can't get good leveling, each week they get bad RNG with your stupid milestone system, they're not even going to be able to try the content. And then when they get there, they're going to be met with everything I just talked about. Confusing incentivization, frustrating mechanics, narrow accessibility for solutions because you need exotics. There's all these problems waiting for them after they hack their way through the terrible leveling system as well as needing infusion costs which we've talked about already in another video i barely by luck squeaked into the delta and had a player not come with me ammo economy is incredibly frustrating stop mechanics are getting overused once again Listen, the reason I'm providing this feedback is if this is their idea of drip feed content, I don't know who it's designed for. I don't know who's supposed to be incentivized and motivated to play this content. I don't think it's well-designed PvE pinnacle activities for a community that up to this point has grinded activities like nightfalls, strikes, and raids. This feels way out of left field. It just doesn't it just doesn't seem to land on the community's wants and desires and they've got to think through that. Now, I could be wrong if the player base responds well. The PvE numbers seem strong, but we don't know why that is. We don't know if that's just people coming back and doing the quests. There, you know, there's there's different things that are going to bring people back as soon as those quests and pinnacle activities and surge bounties start to go down, the allegiance quests and all that, that could be primarily what's pulling people back. I would be very, very curious what reckoning engagement looks like. I would. I'd be very, very curious. So for the future drip feed content and annual pass content, I don't think this is it. I thought the forge bounties were in a much, much closer proximity to normal Destiny community behavior. This feels like something for extreme, hardcore, sweaty players. And for repetitious content, no one wants to sweat that badly. Think about raids. Raids aren't even this sweaty. Do you really want to keep grinding something that's that sweaty? Especially considering it's attached to Gambit Prime, which is also sweaty. They should have called this the season of the sweat, because that's what it feels like to me. It doesn't feel like fun, grindable, drip-feed content, something to do periodically looking for some weapons and some new dope stuff. I feel like everything's this hyper-focused sweat box. 
So if people like it, great. I don't like it. I think it could be designed way better. I think conceptually it's good, but the, the execution just lands really, really poorly with respect to all the things I outlined. We're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.